Well, Jack Antonoff's my favorite producer on this album, <laughs> so I'm going <laughs> Hit it, boys! We're recording and surprise! Ah, surprise! Wow, what's this? I've what's thrown this? you. I threw you a surprise Taylor Swift review. Oh wow! It's just what I wanted. I usually yeah. don't like surprises, but man, this one really hits the spot. Backstory: I told Pete I wasn't doing this. Told Pete I'm not doing. This Taylor Swift album, don't have the bandwidth for it right now. And honestly, I didn't. I just, I couldn't do it. People were weird to me about it. They were like, yo, just listen to a fucking Taylor Swift album. Tell me about it. What do you think? Just be, be part of the conversation. And for, I've, I've thought through, we can get through, we can get to it later. Why I just didn't have the, the space for it and the, the want to participate in it. But I did tell you, I was like, yo, I'm for real not going to. Like you, you can tell me about it, but I'm not going to listen to this album. And you were devastated. Yes, anything. Like uh, I, uh, a little peek behind the scenes. We don't often get in like fights or disagreements or tiffs or whatever. Like we don't very much what it is on this podcast. We kind of just vibe, and it's usually a lot of agreeing, and, <laughs> and that's it, man. Yeah. Uh, but when uh, so like you kind of like you gave me like your whole spiel you're like i'm not i'm not doing it i don't have the time for it and stuff and you kind of like got real defensive of it about it and i could tell that like a lot of people were hounding you to listen to this and i felt like i wasn't one of them i listened to it on the first listen and i texted you and i was like yo you should listen to it and i didn't say it was really good or anything i was just like yo you should listen to it and then you were like yeah at some point and that was it. That was the end of that. And then, like, we had the discussion a little bit later, and you were like, everybody's going to stop freaking out, man. No, I, Leave me alone. I, I do owe you an apology. <laughs> I, I don't want to go back and, like, read the texts or anything, but I do know at some point you said something like, well, I just wish you would listen to it. Or, like, yeah. it would mean a lot to me if you listened to it. And I didn't even think, just, like, maybe all caps was, like, Jesus fucking Christ with the, yeah, like, that's what it was. you're letting me yeah. down. Who fuck, like, honestly, I was cousin CJ throwing chairs. Who fucking cares? It's <laughs> one album. We'll do it later. Just fuck, like. And, we'll on, do and, it. and it wasn't even me, like, telling you to listen to it. It was me saying, hey, it, we should get somebody on that I can talk to about the album because I really want to talk about it. Oh, yeah. And, and you were like, Jesus fucking Christ. I'm just trying to avoid this whole. I don't want people to be talking about it. I, you're like, <laughs> no, I want to. I don't know. This is very weird. I guess we can get into why I didn't have the headspace for it. Um, I don't know. Like, first of all, everybody's got their stresses. And this has been a very stressful time and a crazy time in the world. And the Taylor Swift album cycle for me is a lot of fun, but it's also uh, a lot of work and a lot of, not, not necessarily a lot of work because like I, I, like I do with anything I like, I listen to it a thousand times and kind of make heads or tails of it. But there's a lot of stress that comes with it because there's, there's there are very expected react like ex- like what's your thought on it like people expect you to give a take or whatever not not even not even that because I don't think anyone cares what I have to say but I care you I care. so you like you do <laughs> and like a few people a few people do and I very much appreciate that but and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out you here I'm gonna shout out Nora here there are very few people with whom. I can have like a real, hey, this is what I think of this Taylor Swift project conversation because most people who are into Taylor Swift, I mean, she's the biggest star in the world. They are, all they want to hear in their life is more Taylor Swift songs, more M-O-A-R, meme spelling, (laughs) more Swift. All they want is more Swift. So when new Taylor Swift music comes out, they are given stuff that is automatically beloved because they love Taylor Swift more than anything. And I am so happy for those people. I'm so happy that when all you care about is Taylor Swift and Taylor Swift music, that any Taylor Swift song you hear is going to make you really, really happy. 
that thrills me. Although it does, I have been kind of reflecting on what we're really doing if we're in a time right now where we're reflecting on things like privilege and capitalism and this machine that kind of doesn't stop rolling no matter what, then the country shuts down and the most one of the more privileged people in the world is like, hey, I was able to make a studio album yeah. this whole hey, time. It's my time. <laughs> right. You know, so I, I don't know. I, I felt a little weird about all that and I wasn't able to totally I, I didn't want to process what i was thinking or why so i was like okay like i do with anything when i can't really deal i'm just saying no i'm just putting up a wall and saying no so i'd already said to a few people like we'll talk about it when i get to it or like hey this is your time like if you if you want this album it's your time i just could not I just felt very weird and very overwhelmed and I probably sound like an overwhelmed idiot right now. I talked to Randy, like Randy was like, yo dude, like what's your problem? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know like what, what this is like fucking get over it. And so I, yeah, I tried not to hound you too much about it just because, like, I know you go through, like, these, these like, mental health things. And <laughs> and we just had a conversation last week where it's like, hey, let's try to be more understanding about, like, what people are going through. And, <laughs> like, if you're just not in the right headspace to listen to something or you don't want to subject yourself or be exhausted by something, I'm not going to fucking, like, hound you and force you to do it. But I did really want to talk about it because, like, I, I mean, we'll get to it, but, like, this album is like really great for me and i uh i just wanted to talk about it i i i was excited about it and i and like to have a podcast where that it sur- surrounds pop culture and like taylor swift's been like a big part of this podcast so i just didn't want to like have something that was really good from somebody that i like and that we like and then just ignore it so I that saw- was the biggest thing for me I agree. I agree with that. Like, I think that we're better at. I think that our like Taylor Swift coverage is the best in the business. So oh, for sure, when you, you when you brought that up, when we were having the little spat, you're like, we. It's just fucking weird if Taylor Swift drops an album <laughs> we, it, and we just ignore it. Right, especially if it's really good. Like if it's and I, it's, I, I okay, knew that like too, if, so I like if it's bad. if it's another lover, I would have been fine just being like, yeah, yeah, listen to Taylor Swift. It was fine. If it was like something that we totally expected from Taylor Swift or just something that was fine, I would have been, wouldn't have been so dug in on like really wanting to talk about it. But since it is something very different and something that I really like and I'm passionate about, I want to be able to talk about it. Okay. So then I guess we'll just jump in because you've already said a few things that have uh, maybe sent up flares Got my antennas going on Sunday morning. I was driving for a little bit and I was like, uh, you know what? Like I'd gone all, I had a great day Saturday, went out on a boat. It was, uh, it was like my best day in a long time. And, uh, the, the boat crew was aware of my Taylor Swift situation. Although I did give the blessing. I said, absolutely i said i said put it on put it put whatever like i'm i'm talking i'm having a good time this isn't gonna i'm not gonna be doing my psychotic listen very carefully take a million mental notes thing anyway but boat was still very respectful uh they'd only put on one song and i was like this song was it fine background noise which one was it it's my trigger you Mm -hmm. august yeah, doesn't. Trigger. I was like, this is this is background yeah. noise, but but whatever. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm hearing it wrong. Where I wasn't paying attention to it. But then the next day, after I'd like <laughs> spoken to, I've said, I'm the weirdest person in the world. Like, I'd like had like borderline heart to hearts with people over like I just can't do a Taylor Swift <laughs> album right now. But Sunday I was driving and it was just like very quiet and I had nothing going on and like I had a. I had plans, but they weren't for a little while. And I was like, I hadn't had any coffee. Like my brain was just completely empty. And I was like, you know what? I know your idea of, cause I'd said, I'm going to, uh, I said, I'm not going to listen to it. I'm not going to tell anybody I listened to it. And then one day 
and be by myself. I'm just going to listen to it. And maybe I'll tell a couple friends, but I'm just not going to tell anyone I listen to it. And it'll, I'll just, I'll have sat out this whole Taylor Swift experience and everybody will have had so much fun without me. And that, God, if that isn't my fucking dream. And then Sunday morning, which was like two hours after the album came out, I was like, enough time has passed. <laughs> that's, I feel like that's when people are like, I'm going to take a break from Twitter. And then like eight hours later, they're firing off me. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what it was. So I listened to it and I've slowly done like, uh, I've done like a slow rollout of, I've listened to this album and I've taken all my notes and everything. I purposely left you out of it because I wanted, I thought it'd be funny to just throw like a surprise review. I want, I, I appreciate did text, that. I did text you though. I made sure like, I was like, Hey, be ready to tell me about it because I wanted, I didn't want to be like, okay, let's talk about the Taylor Swift album. And then you'd be like, Oh, well shit. I've just listened like six times and I think it's okay. And then like, there's, there's nothing to do, but I did, uh, I, I've taken my copious notes. I've, uh, shared thoughts with a couple of friends. I mean, uh, trust trust me. Like when you when you were like, I'm not going to talk about it, but we I'm not going to listen to it, but we can talk about it on the podcast. Like that was the worst fucking thing that you ever could have said to me because me trying to carry a music conversation with you and like being the person who drives that is just sounds like the worst thing in the world to me. Uh, music is not my specialty. It was so funny. And then you were, this was, and this is when I knew I was being mean. You were like, okay, well then can we have Nora uh, on the podcast? And I didn't, do you know what I said? You know what my text back was? I don't remember. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. I was, uh, yeah, I, I, I took my Taylor Swift weirdness out on, on you because a lot of the conversations just went like, so you're not going to listen to it? No. Well, that's fucking weird, man. You should. Whatever 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 reason you don't want to, just fucking get over it, man. It's Taylor Swift, most popular, blah, blah, blah. And then I would just kind of like end that conversation. Yeah. And you were I, the first person I, that like <laughs> tried to have a conversation with me. I felt like you had a tough day at work and you came home and you were like, fuck this. Right. Like <laughs> it out on me. Yeah. yeah. So apologies. I have listened and I've listened uh, several times. I've taken copious notes and so you you said this you said you really like the album i do i think that there is a really good album in there and that it's very occasionally half-baked a lot of the songs are losable i think that 16 songs was way too long for this project i think that it sounds like something that was released three months after they started making it. But it has, while not having the highest of highs, it doesn't have the lowest of lows. I think that this is an album that if better organized, meaning if it lost like seven of the songs would be a great album. I don't think that it's, I feel like I'm being very negative, but I have a lot of positive things to say about this album. I don't think that just because it's more folky that it's more sophisticated. Like a lot of the songs on this album are worse than her crazy, like weird, ambitious shit on reputation. But I think that because they're not as jarring, it's easy to take them as, Oh, well it's by a popular artist and it doesn't, uh, it doesn't really ruffle any feathers. Therefore it's good. But I, th- I think a, like a lot of the songs on this album are, are boring and, but a lot of the songs on it are great. I did do a, I don't know if we want to get to it now or what, but I did do a exercise where like, these are the songs I would get rid of. And this is the, the album that I would make. And then this would be a great album because right now I asked you to have prepared where you would rank this among red and on. And I think that this is the worst of red 1989 reputation lover but if and i but what i'm realizing i did is i i kind of like queer eyed the album i think which is like hey let's just put a little more time let's do a little work let's get rid of these things as tan would say tan always uh, whenever he's being mean tan says uh let's just go with something more appropriate yeah uh appropriate is like the nicest way of like tan to say like you dress like shit uh, but I, yeah, I think there's a really good 
album in here, but there's a lot of filler on it, which is not something I, I want from my pop stars. So, so I don't look at this as, as like a pop star album. That's, I think that's like a, a really good starting point where it's like Taylor Swift, I'm not putting her in that box. Like, obviously, I appreciate the bangers as much as anybody. I love stupid pop songs like Carly Rae Jepsen is my fucking favorite. <laughs> so, like, when Taylor Swift makes a stupid pop song, I'm completely there for that. But I, I feel like this is its own sort of thing. And for me, it hits a lot of the right boxes i guess like i do agree with you that a lot of these songs are kind of boring but they're boring in like a way that is that appeals to me yeah it's like it's like a pleasing background noise yeah and and but i also think that it's very well written in terms of like the like the the lyrics and what i'm what i typically expect from taylor swift songs uh and i also think that this is her most cohesive and like uh i would say like consistent album front to back and it's probably the easiest one to listen to front to back without skips um i would say i think like cohesive in that like all the songs are similar sound like this is more of like for lack of a term for lack of better term like this is like a folk album but it's also kind of like uh, Father John Misty album where it's like rooted in folk rock. In mm-hmm. this case, it's like folk pop, but it's rooted in folk pop. But then there are songs like This Is Me Trying or Mirrorball that are a little more like vibey. And right. like Father John Misty does stuff like that. I've, I've actually, right before we started this, uh, one of my favorite songs on the album is uh, This Is Me Trying, Jennifer. And yeah. uh, <laughs> when I first heard it, I was like, this sounds like a song where I'll, I'll read like a pitchfork headline. Like that'll say like the story of how father John Misty wrote a song for Taylor Swift. Like this sound that, that kind of sounds like uh, a song that Josh Tillman would write for a pop artist, but I don't know. I, I like, this is me trying a lot. Uh, I can't tell if I want to unveil the shorter version of folklore, AKA short lore, AKA fix lore, or if I want to get, your if i want to compare our favorite songs on the album yeah let's let's not get into it i don't want you to do like the full reveal yet okay what are your favorite songs on the album uh i really like the one uh exile just bon Iver, just, mm-hmm. just hits all the right spots i like uh my tears ricochet a lot mirrorball um i do like this is me trying mad woman has like a lot of initial appeal but i don't think that there's like a a ton of replayability for me i guess mm-hmm. um and then like betty i really liked as well betty's so it's interesting i thought that betty would be everyone's favorite like all the like the taylor i've heard a lot of people say favorite. that it's, it's it's very much um like a classic taylor swift song it's a speak like now the, song right it's like the most classic taylor swift song on this album i think right i, I agree it's a speak now song uh so a lot of the songs that you named right off the top are ones that i would not have put on the album really i would have left the one off i would have left exile off i would have left my tears ricochet off and the one the one i just think is like a cheap song that is like it's easy and it's breezy and i, th- it I think that it's yeah. sort I, agree, of, I agree with all that but i like it <laughs> but i i think though like and this is like me taking taylor swift too seriously the one strikes me as taylor swift acquiescing to people who don't like the shock value of like taylor swift lead singles and i know this isn't the lead single of the al- album but it is the the first track on the album mm-hmm. i think that like people this album is not going to shock anybody. Nobody's going to be other than its release. Nobody's going to be like, what the hell is look what you made me do. No one's going to do that with any of the songs on this album. And the one is such, it strikes me as such a like, well, here's your easy, nothing good about it. Nothing bad about it. Kind of just there with like a tinge of soul song. And it just sounds, it's just so stale to me. I, I mean, I, I don't love it, but I, I, a lot of people do like it. I, I think that it's a really good song to sort of 
put you in that space to enjoy the rest of the album. Like, I think that it sets the tone. For like, the if album. you like this bad song, then you'll probably like the better ones. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> it's not a bad song. It's I think not. That it, I think that it's a uh, it's like a a introductory song to the rest of the album. That's a good thing for a first track. Um, I would also lose Exile, which kills me. But I think uh, that's a ridiculous take. Exile is a great song. I mean, it it it, it definitely isn't. I. Uh, I love the harmonies after the first chorus, and I love Bon Iver on the like. I, I love Bon Iver. I love Taylor Swift. I don't like Out of the Woods, and the, the bridge of that song is Out of the Woods, and that was a problem with a lot of songs on this album. Where like, I'm like, just spend a little more time on this. Like, you're you're one of the most successful songwriters. Just spend a little more time and do things that aren't things that you've done before. Cardigan does that. Uh, Exile I don't like Cardigan. does that. I, a lot of people like Cardigan. I was not a fan. Cardigan, Cardigan breaks my heart because the verse sets you up for like, this is a cool song. She's making a statement. And then it gets to the chorus and you're like, oh, it's fucking, uh, it's wildest dreams. What are you doing, dude? So uh, Cardigan and August are the two that broke my heart the most. Although... While I would leave uh, August off the album because it's just so repetitive, I I enjoy it enough that I'm like, yo, you, it's fine. You 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 could sneak this one on the album. What I don't like about August is she's so good at making a song that repeats the whole thing throughout and is awesome. That's very hard to do. Most times, if you make a song that has like the same chord progression the entire time it's typically going to be boring. But if you're a bomb-ass songwriter like Taylor Swift or Max Martin, you can make We Are Never Getting Back Together. And it's the same thing throughout the whole song, but you're doing all these cool things throughout that the, the listener's never bored. August is like when that goes wrong. It just never goes anywhere for me. So uh, that's the, those, the, those are some of the, the songs I would leave off. What else did you name? My Tears Ricochet... Uh, I think is okay. And again, it sounds like I'm just being completely negative about this uh, album. There are songs on this album that I really love that we can talk about, but um, I also like the, uh, the last great American dynasty. I think that that song is very, that's very in, cool. That's in the, that's in the, uh, I would, what I would categorize as like the real two, like the best two, the two where I'm like, yo, these songs are great. Taylor Swift songs. Actually, Betty belongs in there. And, uh, and probably peace, but last great American dynasty is my second favorite song on the album. It's uh, just an example of really good songwriting from her where not, not to be nerdy, but like it's sung low in her range. She doesn't really cover much of a range, but the song still kind of feels like it gets exciting and moves around because it's very simple. There are minor chords in the verse and there aren't minor chords in the chorus. So it's just a, a very well-written song, and I love the story of it. I love the lyrics. Right. Uh, I've spoken to people from Rhode Island who are not as psyched about that song. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because it's her being like, yeah, I fucked everything up. Suck it. <laughs> yeah, but I fucking love that, I, especially from Taylor Swift, where like, uh, I, I like that when oh, she sort of Taylor like Swift humbles has this, herself a little bit. <laughs> Taylor Swift has this thing of like, oh, you think I won't go there, but you know what? Yeah, I'll give a, a couple little fuck F-bombs. you. Like, yeah. dude, like all you give are fuck yous, man. But not explicitly. That's true, right? So that's another thing. Like, I think that, and I, I've tried to hide from reviews of this album, but I, I know that uh, overall it's been very well received. I just think it's like being like, hey, there are acoustic guitars, and she swears. This means she's uh, uncovering new ground. Like, fuck that. She, it's I don't think Taylor she's Swift. uncovering She's new done ground, so much in her career. She wrote better songs like this uh, on Red and Speak Now. Get out of here. Maybe like maybe in like isolated spots, but again, I think that this as like a whole is and maybe I'm just like a sucker for themed albums. Like I love 1989 because it had sort of like a very central sort of synth pop thing, and that was very appealing to me. Uh, and it had like that 80s sound. I loved that. Um, 
this is obviously like folk rocky and just like the dad rock version of a Taylor Swift album. And I'm very here for that. And I thought that it was, uh, I thought that it was done really well in a way that can be consumed by, it's very palatable for a lot of people. And I think that that's impressive for Taylor Swift, especially, uh, well, I guess, no, it I don't know isn't. That, no, it's okay. Taylor so, okay. Swift. So I knew that you were going to say that. So <laughs> I, I get that. But I think that like for Taylor Swift to make an album that is liked by people that more old white people can. Yes. Yeah. So that people who like really don't like Taylor Swift. So I that's kind of that's cool. I don't think so. Like, I I, I, I I think it's cool. Finally, old white people can have their moments. Like (laughs) I, 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 I agree with what you're saying that like old white people are going to like this more than other stuff but but also like that doesn't make it better and it just means that you're appealing to i don't know a different segment of people that made you rich (laughs) yeah like they 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 usually spent their money on their kids buying taylor swift albums now they can spend their own money to buy the taylor swift album i do i would do want to say on Exile, I am glad that you let Bon Iver sort of flex a little bit because my biggest concern finding out that they collabed was that like he was barely going to be involved because Taylor Swift doesn't do a lot of features uh, and he's the only feature on the album. And I do wonder if he's the only feature on the album because he's boys with Kanye. <laughs> like I, I, that th- thought did cross my mind. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that song... People had been discussing that like, did she re- suddenly release this album because Kanye was releasing an album the same week, uh, supposedly. And did she just want to like tread on that? And so it makes me wonder, like, is Bon Iver the one feature on this album because he's boys with Kanye? Yeah, that, that's, that's just, uh, that song doesn't do it for me. Um, so interestingly enough, and this is, I've asked a lot of Taylor Swift fans as I've done my soft rollout, and the best song on this album does not get mentioned a lot with the old Swifties. You haven't you haven't said it yet. Go go for it. I don't know what it is. I'm going to disagree because I've named all the ones that I love. Sure. Go go go. You got the track list somewhere. What what do you There's only like three or four songs we haven't named. Uh we haven't touched Epiphany. I don't think it's that. Uh Epiphany's a good song though. Invisible string, invisible string, good song. That's not it. Illicit affairs. Oh my god, no. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I was hoping not. <laughs> uh, seven. Seven is the best song on this album. Really, I love that song. Okay. Yeah, I think it's great, and it's like it's just like a very like beautiful, vulnerable song. Uh, I can ruin it for you right now and say, listen for the breaths because it's a little challenging for her to sing. So after like every, I think every word, uh, syllable, whatever, she takes a breath. And a lot of times a, a producer will uh, edit that out, but they didn't. And I love that about it because it just makes it sound more like a, a performance. And I, I, think, I think it's a great song. I, I love the verse. I love the chorus. I love everything about that song. That's a great, great song. But one of only two i would say that are like excellent songs i think that that and last great american dynasty are the real two winners from this album so this this album doesn't have a again it has like boring songs that i don't think are worth being on an album but like i don't think that a lot of songs from this album are going to end up on her like greatest hits no no and i I am adamant about this people are not going to be playing this album for years and i think and that's why like there's always going to be hyperbole when a Taylor Swift album comes out. So I think that and if, if, you, if it, you, it initially strikes you as your favorite uh, Taylor Swift album, God bless. But I don't think that this album is going to be played forever the way that really all of her other albums are. Like this, this, song, this, this album does not have like mean. Like mean is better than I would say 14 of the 16 songs on this album and probably better than the two songs that I really like, you know? Sure. sure, But I I also think that like, while it doesn't necessarily have the, the, the height and the peaks, 
and the ceiling that a lot of our other albums have. It also doesn't have the swings and misses. Correct. It doesn't have a, um, it doesn't have like uh, call it what you want. It doesn't have uh, gorgeous. It doesn't have a lot of like the really bad song. Like, I, I don't think right. there's a bad song on this album. I think that right. there are, yeah, I, I, there I are extremely forgettable songs on this album. That's, I think that's fair, but like it, it's, it's a, it's a song there are songs that like you will remember when you listen through it and be like, okay, this isn't a bad song. I just kind of forgot about it. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Like, especially like this is a very even album. It's very like front to back. It's consistent and it's like easy listening. So like for me, I think that's impressive to do front to back. And like, if you were to tier this album, like we've done in the past, I think that would be a pretty boring exercise because yes. all of the songs sort of fall in the like uh fine to to very good yes i i i completely agree with that so why do a 16 song album though why 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 not make it a nine to ten song project where everything is good or very good or but here's I, the thing. I think there are a couple of like i think that the last great american dynasty in seven i think i would put in like the great category but, but there, there's no but here's like, the elite. thing here's the thing uh me and you have very different opinions on what would be considered very good and what we would keep and from what i've seen in people giving their their responses and their takes to this album there are a lot of different favorite songs from people when it comes to this album and that so, speaks to your point of like it's a lot of between C minus and B plus, you know? Like there there's no Fs. There's I wouldn't even say that there's like a D song. I think that you know, I don't know, maybe there's not even a C minus. Maybe it's like all C and better, but it's like kind of a C of C, you know what I'm saying? S E A. Yes, I get it. Uh, but I like I mean, I would give it a little bit, a little bit more credit than that. Maybe um, I wouldn't say that it's a C of C's. There maybe is like one, one or two C's. But like, uh, I just think that like you're you're getting into sort of territory where like, well, this is, I like this song, so we're gonna keep this one. But like, there are different songs that appeal to different people of course. Uh, on this album, and since they are sort of like all sort of compact and close together it's hard people are going to disagree on which ones to take away so like the fact that she kept it 16 songs i don't think that's a bad thing but and this is why like taylor swift is always in a position to succeed and always get richer and always just taylor swift's never going to lose is that she's putting it out to people who only want to hear more taylor swift songs so like i think that if you come at it from a hey what kind of new songs does the biggest star on the planet have? You're going to say, all right, well, some of these are good. Some of these are not as good. Here's maybe uh, my opinion of how it could be better when the masses and the people who are buying and paying for it are saying every single one of these is the best. So the people who are saying every single one of these is the best, of course, their favorite is going, there is going to vary. No one's going to, the people, not quite like you, but, I know some real Swifties they're picking when they're picking their favorite song on the album, they're picking between a bunch of 10 out of tens in their mind because they're mm-hmm. so happy that they're hearing Taylor Swift and Taylor Swift's voice is the best thing. So of course I'm going to disagree with them because I'm maybe looking at it a bit more critically uh, unbiased. Right. Mm-hmm. So of course, yeah, Taylor Swift put out, make every song, make every album, 300 songs but <laughs> yeah. I, i'm looking at it as okay what would actually make you're the trying best to album? trim the fat i get it yeah yeah and it, that's it, it's it stinks because like this is not my favorite taylor swift album by a long shot and it's because there is i think a lot of fat on it which could have been solved again either spend more time on it like or, Again, but I do think that like you can say that about any Taylor Swift album. We've we've agreed done in a, three months though. Done in three months. Like this, that's not a badge of honor to me. And it's cool. Like everyone's done their quarantine projects here and there. Like, but you didn't have to put out a sixteen song album 
in three months. You could, and it, it's impressive that you made sixteen songs. Well, Taylor Swift wasn't going to put out an EP. Let's be, let's be. It wouldn't be an EP. Here. So, okay, I'll, let me give you what no, I. No, it wouldn't be an. Yeah, no, okay, no, wait, hold on. But like, I, I, I understand where you're coming from, but I also think that like, I mean, it's she doesn't have. Maybe you could look at it in the sense of like she doesn't have ambitious swings and misses like on on previous albums where she like she went for it but it just didn't deliver. I don't think that there's anything here that is like so bad that you could be like this has to be cut out and it would be make it a better album correct so then you're you're just terrible at editing then how do you how do you write your stories then you never go back and say hey like this doesn't really serve a purpose this doesn't need to be here oh no i'm not the most succinct writer of at all oh okay you're you're, <laughs> uh, you're talking to the wrong person here no i i think that this the, the, if you don't have the if you have, again, if, if this were like a five song project and she wanted to be like a five song thing and one of them isn't good, then like, I, whatever, okay, you can have one not as good song. But a 16 song project, what you're describing as like complete, I'm describing, I interpret as more cloudy. And when it's hard to, when the songs range from like a C to a B plus, Sure, you can say, well, there's not a huge difference between all these songs because they're all kind of in the same realm. But if you can identify what the C's are and make it all between B minus and B plus, then we have different opinions on what you've admitted. You've admitted that some of the songs are boring or not as good as others. Sure. But so that's what I'm saying. It doesn't. But we're be- not. We don't have a like a, a consensus agreement. So different. The different songs mean different things to different people. Of course. So, the, the, dude. That, so then you are saying your your point is then that every album should have as many songs as possible because there's a chance that that's going to be someone's favorite song, which I do respect. Like the the songs should be bonus tracks. They should see the light of day in some way, shape, or form. But if you're going for this is, and again, Taylor Swift is treated as every song she comes out with is the best. And she's kind of given this Beatles, Michael Jackson affection from people who bury their heads in the sand and don't want to hear anything else. Like, I mean, if you want to say that, that, that there should be a number of bonus tracks on this album, which she's done in the past. And like, I have less of a problem with that. That I, is I what I'm not, saying. That's all, okay. that's all, all I've right. been saying. I, I just took it as like, Hey, these songs should have never seen the light. Of day. No. And I'm saying none of these songs are, I'm saying none of these songs are bad. I think that the ones that I would make bonus tracks could have maybe used a, a little more work. And I, I'm, okay. and I'm holding Same. Taylor Swift to the standard of this is the biggest star in the world. If this is uh a throwaway artist that it's like their second album and they're just trying new things, then who the hell are we to, to judge? And I am we looking have at Taylor, Taylor Swift as this major success yeah. who is a great songwriter, has written some of the, the biggest songs out there. And I think that some of it is substandard to the extremely high bar that she has set. And to be fair, we've seen Taylor Swift put out some, some heavy uh, heavy bangers in the bonus track section. That's true. Shout out. Uh, 1989. Uh, yeah. New Romantics. Oh, God. fuck yeah. That's how rules. That's like some borderline Carly Rae Jepsen stuff, though. It's like, like you, ooh, here's a little extra. Doing? Like, what are you no, doing? Yeah. This is a single. You're lying. <laughs> You're right. You just, it's, so that, you so just, you just wanted credit to be like, wow, a bonus track fucking slaps. It's like, it's, so it again, shouldn't have been a bonus track. And this is why I'm winning this argument. Heim did that too. Taylor Heim did Swift, that too. If Taylor Swift can make her albums one song shorter so she can put out a whopper of a bonus track, <laughs> why can't she make a 16-song album with some forgettable songs just like a 10-song a album? That's all. And again, I, I've, I've been listening. I've made fixed lore, short lore. People are calling a lot of different things. I've made that playlist, and I've been listening to it a lot in that is a great album. I think that that folklore itself is not great, but if you trim the fat, then yes, you got a great album. I mean, you know that I love resequencing albums and, and yeah. that practice. So I'm very ex- excited to hear what your what your folklore would be. Uh, but first, before we get to that, we've got to read. Uh, sports keep coming back. 
And so does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, betonline.ag. Major League Baseball is back, and you never know how long it may be around, so you might want to start betting on it while you can. Uh, there's the NHL coming back. There's the NBA coming back. So, again, no shortage of action. To get in on the action, uh, BetOnline has all the odds, the futures, and the props that, that you need to bet on. Um, so, uh, as sports start to return, BetOnline has sat down with Eddie George from the NFL, Robert Ory, the seven-time NBA champ, and Harold Reynolds from Major League Baseball to get their opinions on what it will be like playing without fans and what they call the fandemic. I don't know if I like that, but uh, visit betonline.ag today to check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back sports bonuses. BetOnline, your online wagering experts at betonline.ag. Okay. All right. Two things. I did not resequence it. I just kept it in the order it was in. Okay. And the other, as I'm saying these, here are the titles capitalized. Okay? <laughs> yeah. That was... That's annoying. Come on. Yeah. It's, and I mean, it, like... This is where maybe, like, maybe we're being a little petty, but... No, but I definitely, I didn't need that. It's it's How it's focus grouped is that? Yeah, yeah, oh, my know, God. Yeah, it's, it's, that's pretty, like, cringy. Yes. Oh, and also, I, I'm going to keep putting off... The, the unveiling of, of short lore, fixed lore. The folks have a lot of different names for it. Uh, I was talking to Nora about this. There are still, just because Taylor didn't make like ready for it, doesn't mean, or because she didn't make, um, this is why we can't have nice things, which again, th- those are both songs that are better than a lot of the songs on this album. Doesn't mean she didn't do her kind of Taylor Swift cringe stuff which made me happy if i want some kind of goofy awkward weirdness out of taylor swift some of it's probably very manufactured but that's kind of a staple of hers that she'll have some like oh yikes that's a little dorky moment you don't want to totally forget that it's taylor swift right so while it does not have uh the cackling of this is why we can't have nice things or we are so never getting back together. Who's Taylor Swift anyway? She doesn't have any of those things. But the old Taylor can't come to the phone right now. But she does have. Oh yeah, that's the that's one of my favorites. Uh, she does have. She just had, does that with like her lyrics on this album. I'm on some new shit. Oh I mean, my I like, god, I liked that. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. There's a lot of. Uh, there definitely seems to be like a lot of uh, lyrics in this album that were like damn this is gonna be a fire instagram caption she like she 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 knew that knew that it was she what she was doing there which again like that's kind of why i'm like what do i aren't aren't we kind of reassessing like what we're buying and what we're supporting and all this and like then here comes like i i don't want to i don't i don't know i don't want to sound mean but like this is like there is nothing more corporate than than Taylor Swift. So I don't know. Like and, everyone- and the part, like part of the, that, makes me wonder, like if the if like the story behind I wrote this all in isolation and now I'm just suddenly deciding to drop it. Like I don't know if I buy that because everything that Taylor Swift does is so thought out and oh, yeah, so planned. There, there's no chance that like a couple weeks before release Taylor Swift was like, yo, let's just put this out in a couple weeks. There's yeah. no way in my mind that that, that happened. Yeah. So, uh, here's the album that I really like. It would go and again. It's not in order. You can sequence it however you want, but the last great American dynasty Mirrorball, seven. This is me trying Jennifer invisible string, mad woman, Epiphany, Betty, Peace, Hoax. And then the bonus tracks are The One, Cardigan, Exile, My Tears, Ricochet, August, and Illicit Affairs. That is a much, much stronger album. I re- Epiphany does like nothing for me. I like Epiphany. Hmm. 
All right. I mean, I respect your opinion and I'm glad that we were able to have this conversation to begin with. Uh, but it's like ha- the- you'll have to send it to me and I'll have to kind of go through it. But I, I can tell you already that I'm probably not going to agree because this, the songs that you have listed as bonus tracks are some of my favorites. That's okay. Yeah. And I don't, I don't mean, I don't want to sound, uh, like condescending or anything, but like Taylor I know Swift you're, are, I know you're a better musical mind than I am. But, like, but. T- Taylor Swift has so many good, like really smart, thoughtful songs. So songs that are very well received on this album, like the one, are just like kind of it's like a McDonald's cheeseburger. So. I mean, I'm so, uh, I mean, and delicious. And right, right. Those those are are great, but I don't know. Like, I don't understand, and this, this kind of frustrates me. Like, is is seven that complex that you that like a lot of fans would rather like a kind of dull, generic thing they've heard a million times that they would like that better? Then I think what is uh, a thoughtful, like earnest song, like Seven, that's what bums me out. I would like, I, I think that uh, Taylor Swift fans want Taylor Swift seemingly to make the kind of like low hanging fruit instead of really good music, which Taylor Swift is clearly capable of doing. That, that bums me out. I mean, this isn't what I want from Taylor Swift every time. Uh, Taylor Swift puts out an album. Don't get me wrong there. Um, like if she were to do this for the rest of her career, I'd be like, damn, this kind of sucks. <laughs> like I'm, I, I want the bangers. I want, I want the range, but I, I, again, I do think that like this as a themed album works really well. My biggest complaint about this album as a whole is that it came out in the middle of summer and it just doesn't seem like it's a summer album. My uh, biggest complain that nice uh, ass kissing tweet by the way what do you mean uh to taylor swift oh i mean i didn't tag her i wasn't trying to kiss her ass that was my, that was my thoughts on the album oh you didn't no i didn't tag okay her. i she, give you credit then yeah she uh she searches her name apparently oh definitely i was i was thinking of that i'm like should i write a, like a thoughtful review and be like i have so much respect for taylor swift's music here's why i think uh like there's an excellent album in here I bet that's not getting liked by Taylor Swift. Yeah, no. That's again. That's kind of the, the that's kind of the the Taylor Swift problem. People people were like, uh, people were like, well, wow, congrats on having Taylor Swift's social media manager like your tweet. <laughs> and I was like, uh, I'm almost certain that Taylor Swift doesn't have a social media manager. Really? Or at least, or at least somebody who like logs into her Twitter and like composes tweets for her. No, I not think- that, but. I think that probably finding the positive things and shit, that's possible. Oh yeah. Like for sure. Like a brand manager type deal, but like I sends her the tweets. Yeah. I don't think that anybody is running Taylor Swift's uh, Twitter for her. I would agree with that. Um, I think she just has too much control over everything. We've gotten this far without uh, talking about probably the, the most upsetting thing about the album Sex which produced is produced by the national bass oh my player. god <laughs> i was good did i guess right there yes okay i was gonna ask you if this changes your opinion of the national at all and it doesn't sound like it does. oh my god no it doesn't like hey i made a folk album and i found and i decided to make it with the most boring person in <laughs> indie rock but that's what cre- created the connection for her and bon Iver, so i'm grateful for that Really? Is, uh, because Aaron Dessner yeah. uh, is good friends with uh, with Justin Vernon. They do, um, uh, what is it, Big Red Machine? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, them too. That's Big Red, Big Red Machine is them too. Who do you think did better? I'm coming up with this on the fly. Who do you think did a better job on this album? Aaron Dessner or Jack Antonoff? So I haven't looked at like like uh, how the production breaks down i haven't most of the uh most of the uh i would say the first quarter of the album is all written i think by desner the one is desner 
Cardigan, Desner, Last Great American Dynasty, Desner, Exile, uh, Swift, Justin, and the mysterious William Bowery. Who's you heard some, the theories? Yep, it's Father John Misty. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> my tears ricochet, just Swift, Mirrorball, Swift and Antonoff, Seven, Swift and Desner, August, Swift and Antonoff. This is me trying, Swift and Antonoff, Illicit Affairs, Swift and Antonoff, Invisible String, Swift and Desner, Mad Woman, Swift and Desner, Epiphany, Swift and Desner, Betty, Swift and Tillman, Peace, uh, Swift and Desner, Hoax, Swift and Desner. I would say, honestly, not a bad, not a bad showing from old Jack this time around. Yeah, not really. I think that that's a, that's a nice little split there for me. Mirrorball and This Is Me Trying, those are good songs. Mirrorball is a really good song. Mirror, so Mirrorball, I think, is just like the listener is so bored at that point in the album that not not necessarily bored, but like unstimulated that like Mirrorball being slightly vibey, like it is like an a, injection a fibrillator. Yeah, it is an injection for sure. Yeah, but, but yeah, but I mean, good for Jack. <laughs> yeah, good, good, good for I mean, I, I knew before it came out, I was like, well, Jack Antonoff's my favorite producer on this album somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna be like, I can't believe we headed into an album where Jack Antonoff was your was not your most hated producer on it off the bat. Thanks again, 2020. God. <laughs> oh that's God. so weird. Um I don't know. I th- I th- I think I've heard, I could be wrong. I've heard that like Aaron Dessner is like a really cool, uh funny guy. I could be wrong. Or maybe that's uh Matt uh it's, I don't think I, I don't think that it's Matt. If I had to guess, Matt doesn't seem like a like a no. funny guy. <laughs> uh, what are the theories on William Bowery? Uh, that it's uh, I forget his name. They say it's her boyfriend, right? Yeah, or possibly her husband. Ooh, there are some uh, there are some rumors that they had there was a secret wedding. I forget his name. Um, Joe Joe Alwyn, I think. So that's where. Okay, so that's where like. I'm definitely less biased than uh, most when reacting to a Taylor Swift album because I'm not her biggest fan and I'm certainly not a hater of Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. I think that most people reacting to a Taylor Swift album are her biggest fan, so they're biased. But when you say there's a secret wedding and blah, blah, blah that's where I'll just be like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, 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 don't, I, mean, I don't particularly care either. That's where I like, well, like, what are we doing? We're like, we're spending every second on these, like, I don't know. I mean, they, I, a lot of people treat Taylor Swift like it's like Breaking Bad, where they're like, I got to find the clues. I got to find the Easter eggs. I need to see the foreshadowing. They, they like, there's subreddits to figure out every aspect of her life. And I just don't have like any interest in that. But I did no, that's see. That's not fair to her, and it's just such a weird thing. Like, to why be that are you obsessed with like, somebody? Yeah. But I also think that she, like, to a certain extent, she doesn't help her cause too by like doing all the things that she does to to hide Easter eggs and to to foreshadow and all that. Like, she does those things, and so it, it encourages people to sort of look really, really deep and to try to find the next hint at to what she's going to do next. You know? Yeah. But uh, the theory is that like Joe Joe Al- Alwyn is William Bowery because yeah. because like his grandfather's name was William and they met at the Bowery Hotel. That was when like their first uh, meeting happened or whatever. So okay, that's what uh, the theory is. Okay, well, all right. How many years now? She's now she's now pulled the Beatles and put out two albums pretty quickly back to back it was supposed to be didn't we say after lover that we needed there to be a an that, that was that was before lover okay that was before lover when she start when she was putting out the uh the singles that we didn't like okay and, uh, we weren't uh fascinated by or anything like that we were like oh man she's got to take some time off then she put out lover and i think i like lover it, it was okay i thought yeah um, i think lover is better than this album I disagree. Uh, it's for sure more disjointed. And 
Yeah, but uh, again, dude, like, dude, I can fuck. I got, a, I got a guitar right over there. I can play you the same five chords for an hour. And is that going to be if no? If Taylor Swift is singing as I do it, are you going to say, okay, this is a good cohesive thing? Because I think that I would probably say maybe Taylor Swift can do can do better than that. Uh, um, I see your point, but I, I uh, yeah, no, dude, like, I, there, I like it. Yeah, yeah. By, I, like I said, it checks a lot of boxes for me, and I think that uh, front to back, it is a uh, it is an, an enjoyable experience. Um, well, if you think that's an enjoyable experience, why don't you take short lore for a spin? That'll <laughs> you know what? What's the wrestling meme where the guy he like he's kind of intrigued by something, then as it, he progressively oh, yeah, is like, yeah. wow, Big man, yeah, but, uh, yeah, that guy, yeah, uh, that's like uh, folklore. They're like, hmm, short lore, fix lore. <laughs> ah. uh, so how would you rank uh, from red on? I don't know, actually. I, I, I've always This is your it, idea. <laughs> I, I, no, I just wanted to know where you placed it. I want to know, like, I just want basically a yes or no. Like, do you agree that this is the worst of uh, that, that group? No, and I don't. I don't know. Off the top of my head, I would probably go red... 1989 uh maybe chronologically red 1989 uh reputation lover and folklore i I, i'm more of a reputation guy than i think most are i mean reputation has some bad songs reputation has for sure has some bad songs it's uh an album that definitely grew on me especially after seeing it on the reputation tour uh, that was a, a, just a really good time. That was the best, yeah. Um, and I don't know. For me, I, I'm still. I feel like I'm always going to put 1989 at the top, just because it is so like what I personally look for in pop songs. Like I love Max the Martin. Synth. Yeah, I love Max <laughs> Martin. I love. I love like the the something synth about pop. Swedish people, man. <laughs> yeah. I just like that's what you're saying. You like you you like when Swedish. Yeah, I think it's it would be 1989 folklore, red reputation and lover. Okay, sweet. How uh, so? So how long are we doing before a new Taylor Swift album? Because now you you you've been pleasantly surprised by what she can do in a short amount of time. Sure, but like I said, I don't want this every time from Taylor Swift. So like I'm treating this as basically a standalone project and I don't expect it to, to be the norm. I expect it to be So it sounds like you're talking about it like it's a, it sounds sounds like you're talking about it as though it's an EP, even though it's her longest album. Maybe, maybe maybe I'll consider it a side project. Yeah. It's Taylor Swift side project and I really like it. So do you want her to, if, if you find out Aaron Dessner is producing her next album, how do you feel about it? I probably won't be thrilled. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, I think that's very interesting, and I think that because like I, I like this album. I don't think again. I, I have not said that there's a bad song on it. I have not said that this is a, a bad album. But yeah, I mean, I, I like this album, but I think I'm also in agreement. Like, don't, don't do it again. Don't, do, yeah. <laughs> don't do it anymore. <laughs> All done. I, I don't become this. Yeah, like it's, I, I, I think it's cool that she did it, but I don't want it to be what I expect from Taylor Swift. I've said this, I've said this already on this episode, but I am kind of annoyed. And I knew this logic would be there that like, oh well, she like finally made her like she she finally did like the folk pop thing, and she did like, man, like where have you been? She's done this before. She's done and this better, yeah. better. So like, she has yes. done this better than she did on this album. So I don't necessarily disagree with you, but it's but it's mixed into right. like a normal album where it's kind of right. it's jarring and it doesn't fit in, and it's just like kind of her, her albums are all over the place. It, this one I give credit for like sticking to a theme. Again, I'm a fucking sucker for a themed album. I don't know if that's like I, I guess like Taylor Swift's albums are kind of like okay. It's going to be one ballad. There's going to be like this many like dance numbers. There's going to be this and that. But like, I don't know if like, like she it, tries it's to like give a specific genre. It, it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's more set in one genre. I know what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. But yeah, not, not my, not my favorite, not bad, not great. I think that 
if you, you turn into to fix lore, short lore, best lore, uh, what do they call like the like a secret menu at McDonald's? I'm making so many McDonald's men, uh, references. I must be hungry. Um, what do they say? Like, oh, you can get the like the super whatever burger where like you turn five. It's a secret thing you can order. I don't know. I know that there's uh, the uh, in and out. There's like the wild style or whatever. Wild lore. Yeah. Just any <laughs> sort of uh, like the the kind of cool lore, brunch lore, whatever you want to call it. Uh, they're, they're, folks are calling it a lot of different names. Uh, but now, I don't know. I've, now, I've talked about it. I do have all my thoughts in writing. Maybe I'll post on the blog. Although, I... Phil, I feel kind of weird. This is stupid. I feel like weird being critical of something, which is so strange. Like, I, cause I, I don't want to be, I hope that I haven't sounded mean to Taylor Swift. If anything, I hope I've come off as I think respecting for, and taking Taylor Swift very seriously. I um, mean, generally we like Taylor Swift. We, we like to give Taylor Swift the benefit of the doubt where we can, and we don't like to yuck people's yums. Right. Like, and, this is not me hating, but I do think that like Taylor Swift has this kind of world, the, the, the liking the tweets world where I would think, and I do have all this written down. If I post it on the blog, I think that if Taylor Swift read it, I think she would take it as like, fuck this guy. And then she would go write mean part two. And I think that a that stinks because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And B I think that if somebody's honestly critical of you, I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing, but again, no, like, especially, I don't, like, especially when you're an artist, like you put yourself in that, in right that space where you are putting your art out there and you are subjecting it to be critiqued. That's also, this is like other a, people's jobs. Right. Also, this is a bigger conversation though. Like if I, I'm, I'm always kind of of the mind, like cons- assume the person's in like the worst space they've ever been. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm, if I'm having a, a real hard time with something and then somebody writes like, Hey, was watching TV and I like these things that DJ bean does, but I think that these things could be better. Maybe that's going to make me really sad. Yeah. So, and also it's, it's a, maybe it's a different situation when you're critiquing a song, like shake it off where it's like very jarring, very jarring and very poppy and very sort of like just in your face where this is sort of more of a like I'm gonna pour my heart out in a in like a maybe a more uh, sensitive way. So and so and that's like that's maybe another problem I have. Like I don't always get that from these songs. I think that like because that's they're acoustic guitars, you can kind of take it that way. Like my like seven, no pun intended, like took my breath away, and I didn't get that on a lot of the other songs on the album uh let's end with this because you brought up shake it off i was talking about taylor swift with some friends recently and one of my friends just like won't hear anything else and i kind of agree with it he's like no taylor he was like he's like uh shake it off is a great pop record like that is and i i i I think that shake it off is an incredible accomplishment because it is musically, an accomplishment. Yes. because musically it is like there is just nothing to it, but it is it's just dressed so well, and I think that that's so cool. I, I say this, like people find it crazy. One of my very favorite concert experiences was Shake It Off at the 1989 tour. Like the whole place going nuts, all the the wristbands lighting up and everything, and. It's just this silly little song that's so infectious and so great. So uh, last night on a text thread, uh, this friend brought up Shake It Off again. And I was like, dude, if there were a which Taylor Swift song do you defend Instagram filter, <laughs> you're, you would get Shake It Off and then like smile. And then that would be the end of the Instagram story. What would you hope for in the uh, Taylor Swift? And they, they have to be hits. Like which which one would I defend? Like which Taylor Swift song that maybe someone would say like, ah, well this is stu-. and honestly you could say that about most Taylor Swift songs. Like people could say, uh, uh, 
that uh, we are never getting back together is uh, corny. You could say a lot of things. I, I disagree with these things, but like there are criticisms you could, of course, make about any Taylor Swift hit. But I think I would say like shake it off and look what you made me do are probably the, the two most uh, lambasted. Yeah. Uh, I would say that mine would be look what you made me do. I, I think that look would what be, you made me do defender. Yeah. That, that would definitely be up there for me. Like I've, I've, I was for sure critical of it when I first heard it. I thought that yeah. it was just a mess. What the I've, hell is this? Yeah. And I, I since come around on it and I think that it makes more sense in the context of that album. And then that makes it a little bit easier to, to swallow. Uh, I don't know if for, if I'm talking to you, like I have to defend cruel summer because you yeah. think that cruel summer isn't a very good song. And I think that it was the best song on lover. Um, and I don't know. Ready for it would might be up there too. Uh, I like ready. Yeah, ready for it is re- like re- not an amazing song, but like I like it a lot. It's a party, <laughs> dude. It's a party. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I, I how do people feel about mean? Because I know that like early. Mean? Yeah, you like, know the mean I, is like top three Swift for Dave. Or like really? probably top five. It's not. It's not the best song, but like I just love that song so much. Yeah, I actually and, do think it is like a, a very well written song. I, I, but I also think that it's not necessarily the most well-received song, uh, especially from people who like want to be critical of Taylor Swift, just because it is very dumb. Like, right, it's, right. It's it sounds so dumb. Yeah, and it's like tr- immature. But like that song is great. <laughs> I, yeah, I'll defend I, that song. Same. Um, yeah, mean is very high for me. I got in a conversation yesterday of uh, saying like. Uh, oh, in the, in the conversation about like the lack of bad songs on this album, Nora was saying like, you might not, you might like Lover more than this album, but this song does not have, or this album does not have me, mm-hmm. you know? And like me is terrible. Bad. So <laughs> like, bad. Me is like, you hear it and you're like, oh, I get it. In a couple days, it's going to make sense to me. And it's all, oh, I see what you're doing. Taylor. Never happens. The brunch theory. We know what you're doing. And then like a week later, you're like, why did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> that song uh, that if there's a, if there's a Taylor Swift song that I would, that I could never defend, it I would be that one. I agree. I think it's me, but this, yo, I like folklore. I'm glad I eventually listened to it. I'm, I am too. I'm glad we we've talked about it. Uh, I, I can put it on the blog if people want. I thought about, I was like, maybe I'll only do it for like Patreon people because again, I, for whatever reason, I just, there's like this weird Taylor Taylor Swift (laughs) thing that exists where, and I I don't think it's good. I don't think that that's positive to like that anybody that like like you you can't write about it because she might see it. That like you can shit on people, but nobody can shit on you type of thing, you know? So and, I, and I, I, I don't want it to be interpreted as being negative about Taylor Swift. Actually, uh, you remember this. We were doing an episode. Uh, we talked about her Tiny Desk concert and how it wasn't our favorite. And uh, you just made one of like the parts of the description, like shitting on Taylor Swift's Tiny Desk concert. And I was like, hey, we weren't. That's not what we were doing. And you're like, yeah, I, I suppose we weren't. And I was like, we were just saying that we didn't like it. Like, we were honest. not saying screw Taylor Swift, you yeah. know? And we're, yeah. we're so uh, that that's that's that. Hope everybody enjoyed the album. And if not, uh, I'll remind you, she's got better albums you can listen to. So uh, thank you. God bless. Stay safe, everybody. Thank you for the surprise party. <laughs>